Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the Saints podcast. Last one ahead of the Saints at Eagles this Sunday. The game's 12 o'clock central on Fox. You can watch it there or you can watch our pre and post game show on NewOrleansSaints.com. Pre-game show starts an hour before kickoff and then we'll be back on for the post game show with head coach Dennis Allen and players speaking after what we hope is a Saints victory. Saints got to win this one to stay alive in the playoff hunt. It's going to be a fun one to help talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles, the matchup up there, and break down running back Alvin Kamara and a record that he just tied for the most touchdowns by a Saints player, 72. And yes, he is now tied with former Saints wide receiver Marcus Colston. Colston is my podcast guest today. Marcus, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I appreciate the time. As always, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Always always good to be here uh, with you guys. I know it's been a minute since you played, but how much are you keeping up with the Saints these days? Um, I d- definitely keep tabs on, on uh, you know, how the season's going, how everything is is kind of playing out. Um, have not been able to do as as much as I'd like. Um, my wife and I just, just welcomed baby number three uh, last week, so... Um, Hands are a little tired there, but definitely still keeping tabs. Yeah, well, congratulations. I can't believe that we're taking you away from all that. And I don't hear <laughs> kids crying in the background, so that's a good sign. Hey, man, I, I just stay out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you heard Alvin Kamara tied your touchdown record 72 last weekend against Cleveland. What has stood out to you about AK's career here? I mean, honestly, I, I think just he's just such a dynamic player. Um you know, on, on the ground through the air, um, you know, he, he can just score and and um, make plays in so many different ways. Um, he didn't have to make it look so easy, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited for him. Really, really happy for him. And, um, you know, I know this is this is probably just a midway point for him. So uh, it really excited to see how, how far he, he kind of pushes this thing. Since you brought it up, he did do it a little quicker than you did. <laughs> 86 games you were just under 150 10 seasons for you six seasons for him and and he definitely hasn't played in every game all mm-hmm. over those seasons how impressive is it that he's had that kind of success the production that he's had uh, the, the the most impressive thing to me is the consistency um to be able to put to, to be able to pile these numbers up in six years uh, means that you, there's not just like this, this one year that, um, you know, is off the charts and then everything else is, is, you know, below average. I mean, this guy is, is really putting together season after season, super high level, um, you know, super high level of production. And, and ultimately, especially with, with what's happening in the receiving room the last couple of years, I mean, he's the guy, right? So, you know, when, when you're the guy that the team's um, are really game planning around and, and it's, it's priority number one to stop you. And you're still putting up these kinds of numbers. I think it just goes to, to speak for, uh, you know, the kind of player that he is. Are you happy or sad that your record may be broken over the next couple of weeks? Oh, I'm, I'm excited, man, because it's, 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 uh, 
you know, records are meant to be broken. And, you know, I was able to hold it down for a while. But but like I said, I mean, just just knowing that the kind of player that he is and knowing how much of his career he has still left in front of him. Um, I'm just really excited to see how far he, he takes it. Yeah. I mean, you held it down for quite a while and you uh, succeeded. The 56 was the prior record breaker. Um, so then you went many more touchdowns past that. Uh, the date of that was November 25th, 2012, when you passed Deuce McAllister. What, what are some of the touchdowns, memorable moments that you had in your career? I mean, really, for, for me, um, the, the most memorable ones are the ones that don't count against the stats. Um, it's it's the, play, the ones in the playoffs, um, because ultimately that's that's what we get paid to do. We get paid to go out and win games. And uh, when you get to the postseason and you're able to, you know, put up points in the postseason, it, it's just that much more meaningful. So um, all of the postseason ones, even though they don't count against the they don't count for the record, uh, those are the most meaningful ones to me. Do you remember your longest touchdown? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, it's actually my, my rookie year all, all the way back in, in 06. Um, I took one for for 86 against the Panthers. Yep. Uh, deep, deep in the fourth quarter. I, I do remember that one. Remember, remember how my how my hamstrings felt after that one. <laughs> how about <laughs> your first touchdown with uh, Drew Brees? It was his first touchdown pass as a Saint. What was that moment like, and how did you guys kind of develop the chemistry that you had? Yeah, it was. Um, I remember like it was yesterday. It, it was. Uh, you know, we called it a Harvey route, is a nine yard stop route right in the red zone against the uh, against the Browns, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that was the first of many. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where we developed the chemistry just just through time on task. Um, you know, just just playing that many years together, that many practices together, uh, that many, you know, um, Drew Brees post-practice practices together. Um, you know, we just we were just able to see the field um, and see the defense through, through a similar set of eyes. And you know, anytime you get a quarterback and receiver that are on the same page and they're kind of are able to anticipate one another, um, you get a special connection. And that's that's kind of what we were able to build over a decade. I mean, not only did you help him get his first touchdown here, but you helped him pass Dan Marino's touchdown record. I mean, we're talking 70s for you and Alvin Kamara. Breeze is at 420, <laughs> 421 when he past the record it's incredible to think about how successful he was but do you remember those two touchdowns and, and that game for you guys I, if, if I'm not mistaken I think that was um it was a Sunday night game against the Chargers or was that that was Johnny Unitas uh he, yeah. he's got so many records yeah. you kind of lose track <laughs> yeah there's um, but, been so many cool moments throughout your career his career but you are the only wide receiver in the top five so at least you have that still right <laughs> For for now, for now. But uh, no, the the thing with Drew, man, is is, and I, I'll say this to anybody that that will listen. I mean, when you're when your best player is your hardest worker, uh, it just sets the tone for everything. And you know, for for him to to kind of put up the numbers that he put up, um, I think as time goes on, um, people will start to realize how special those numbers are. Um, you know, because it, it's you know it's the completion percentage, it's the yardage, it's the touchdown, it's the wins. Um, you know, he, I think he's going to have one of those careers that he's kind of bunched up with a lot of really high producing quarterbacks at this point, but as time goes on and nobody can really touch or, or even get close to touching those records, I think, uh, the mainstream media will start to realize how special it is. I, I have to point out Alvin Kamara's best game 
I would think is a six touchdown performance Christmas day, 2020 <laughs> versus the Vikings. I mean, six touchdowns in one game, it doesn't, doesn't happen. So that's definitely one of his best moments. We'll see if he's able to get on the field this weekend, add to the record books there, but it definitely will be coming sometime soon. Looking at the upcoming sure. game against Philadelphia, the saints have been rolling since the bye week how have you liked what they've been able to do on the field over the past two games? I mean, the, the thing that that you, you look for as a fan and, and really as a player is you just got to figure out how to win that game that week. And I think they've done a really good job of, of figuring out what it takes for that given week um, to, to score one more point than the opponent. And um, they've done a really good job of, of really utilizing their personnel and, um, the defense has really been playing well, uh, really for the, for most of the season. So, um, you know, I think that bye week probably gave them an opportunity to to, to self scout a little bit, recalibrate, and uh, I think you, you're starting to see, you know, just the ability to put themselves in winning situations uh, for these last handful of weeks, and that's that's what it's going to take to beat this Eagles team. How difficult is it as a player? preparing for the opposition. And I know, you know, it's not the same for you being on the offensive side of the ball, but not knowing who the quarterback is or could be for the Eagles this weekend. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be difficult just because they have different tendencies. Um, you know, when you got Jalen hurts in the game. There's a, there's a different element of, of the game that he brings with, with his legs. So, um, you know, I think just again, playing into your strengths, um, you know, putting yourself in, in, you know, the best possible situations, putting your personnel in the best possible situations is really what it's all about. And, um, you know, ultimately, it doesn't matter who's playing, you know, on the other side. If, if, you, if you're not utilizing, you know, your talent, and your personnel to its strengths, um, you're going to find yourself in, in compromised situations. So, you know, I think it's, it's just more the same of, of taking, taking the players that are, are available for the Saints, just putting them in opportunities to uh, putting them in situations where they can, you know, just go out and play fast. And, you know, when you're playing fast, you know, playing, you know, mistake free, good things happen for you. How fun has it been to watch some of the rookie receivers and Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid get out on the field and have the success that they've had in their first year? It's, it's, it's been phenomenal, especially with Chris um, from day one, just, just watching. Um, it's been so impressive to me to, to see the feel that he has for the game so early. Um, you know, if you, if you watch him and, and you, you didn't know who you were watching, you, you think you're watching a 10 year vet out there. So, um, you know, just, just seeing their ability to make plays, um, make plays in crucial times, you know, when, you know, in any given game, there's, you know, a handful of plays that, that turn a game around and, and more often than not, it's been those two guys making those plays. So, um, it's really, really fun to watch as a receiver, um, and, and just really excited to see the technician that that, that Chris Olave is at, at this point and, you know, knowing that the, the sky is really the limit for him. He's been so fun to watch, talk to. I mean, he seems so mature beyond where he's at right now, has a really good handle on the game. Just talking to the media, I have enjoyed you know, watching him play and getting to know him a little bit. And same with Rashid, for him to come in, yeah. somebody that was undrafted and – he was coming off an ACL injury and then coming in and being, I mean, he was your number one receiver in Cleveland. It's yeah. just wild to think about that. And it doesn't seem like the moment's been too big for either of them. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and Shahid, I mean, when, when you come in that way, um, you know, you, you, you know, you're on the clock from day one. Right. So uh, like you said, the moment hasn't big too, hasn't been too big for him. And, 
you know, just the plays that he's making, the timely plays that he's making, um, the big plays, like that's in any offense, it, it's hard to get the ball and drive 80 yards every time, right? So his ability to just take the top off of the defense and, you know, kind of be that lightning strike, uh, it, it changes an offense, you know? So, you know, with those two guys rolling, um, it, it's it's uh, it's going to be really fun to, to kind of see what the future holds. You're going to be in Philly at the game this weekend. Is your first game watching the Saints in person this year? Uh, definitely this year. So I'm I'm taking my son and a couple of his teammates out. So um, it's it's going to be a good weekend. What um, position does your son play? Man, he's he's all over the field. I, I might lose him to to the to the dark side. Uh, <laughs> he, he's looking <laughs> he's looking pretty good at, at uh, outside linebacker and DN right now. So, um, but uh, he he plays a little bit of running back, a little bit of receiver. Uh, so we'll we'll just kind of see 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 what his body type looks like. Yeah. At the end of the day. So you're living in Philadelphia and in, in the Philly area. What have you seen from the Eagles, their fan base, and the year that they've had? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I won't speak on the fan base too much. Uh, I think that I think they speak for themselves. Um, but uh, no, the, the the team has just been one of those. It's been one of those years where everything has come together. Um, you know, all three facets of the game. You know, defense has been playing really well, causing turnovers. Um, the offense has has been playing really well, really balanced, not turning the ball over, and special teams has has um, kind of kept them in games and and won a couple of games. So anytime that you have you know all three facets of the game playing together, playing complementary, um, you're going to put yourself in in a good situation. And I think that you know this head coach, the confidence that that he calls the game with, um, the confidence that he, that he leads them with, I think it's it's kind of the perfect storm. Um, you know, to, to, to see a team that's rolling and, and ultimately you just see how they finish out these last few weeks, because uh, as we all know, momentum is so important going into the playoffs and you want to be playing your best, your best football at this time of the year. So, um, you know, just kind of see, seeing what they can do these last few weeks heading into the and heading into the postseason. What are the keys you think for the Saints to get the win Sunday? I think I think more of what you've seen the last couple of weeks, I, I think. Um, you know, just the ability to to uh, get off the field on third down uh, on defense, the ability to convert third downs on offense, um, and you know a handful of big plays uh, in a passing game. And I, I think if if you're able to control the ball, control the clock, you know, against this team, um, they they've got some 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 guys missing in the secondary. I think um, you know, so if if you're able to just to really control the ball, control third down. Um, you're going to be in it at the end of the game. And that's all you, that's all you want as a player and as a coach. You just want to be in it at the end of the game, give yourself a chance to win. Yeah. One of the Eagles uh, defenders, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but he said it's going to come down to takeaways. And that was it, like plain and simple. And it sounds so easy, but it is something the Saints have <laughs> been better over the last few games. So we'll see if that yeah. plays a factor into this one. I mean, it's, it's the number one stat in football. If, if you got the ball, you can score. If you don't, you can't. Simple as that. Well, I appreciate you joining me on the podcast today. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. It's going to be much better game to go to than it would have been <laughs> last week's game. I'm sure you were very glad that you were not playing at that moment. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, on this side of it, I, I don't know how we used to do it. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll be happy to see, you know, 60 degrees and sunny on Sunday. I think everybody will be. I appreciate <laughs> the time. It's been awesome catching up and we'll see you up there. Always. Thank you. I really appreciate Marcus taking the time, especially with the new addition to the family. Lots going on, I'm sure, around the holidays and getting ready 
to go to that game on Sunday. He said his son and his son's teammates have been so excited. They've been talking about this game for months. I know they're going to really enjoy being on the sideline there, watching the game, taking it in with one of the Saints' best wide receiver, Marcus Colston. A lot better temperatures, a lot more fun, I'm sure, for all of the players and everyone involved. We hope that it's a good one for the Saints. Next week on the podcast, we'll break down this game against the Eagles and we'll start looking ahead to the game against the Carolina Panthers, the last regular season game for the Saints and the last home game. They're finally back in the Superdome. Can't wait to have everybody back out there cheering on the black and gold for one last regular season game. Enjoy the weekend, everybody, and go Saints. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.